Welcome to Childhood Conversations with Kate and Carrie. We are so glad that you are back and joining Carrie and I. We are going to talk a little bit about the review. So um, we have done talks before about marketing. We've talked about creating raving fans. But today we're going to talk about writing that review. And so there's a couple of different places. And Carrie will talk to us a little bit about what goes in reviews and why to do a review. And not everybody uses the term review. Other people use the term testimonial. So I think both of those words, you know, they're very similar, but they have slightly different connotations. So whichever word you prefer. And a lot of it depends on where are you? So what do I mean by that? Are you on Yelp? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Google Maps? Where are you? And are you on Google reviews, right? So all of those are places right now that people can go in and type about your program, about your staff, all of that. Uh, and then you've also got good old fashioned testimonials written and, you know, now people can do them on their phone in no time for you. And you can throw that up on your website or you can put it into your social media. So lots and lots of uses for uh, getting these testimonials and reviews. But you know what? You have to ask for them. Uh, (laughs) I'd love to think that people will just know to do that. And think about it yourself. How often do you write positive reviews versus how often do you write those negative reviews? Um, When's the last time you looked at what reviews might actually be up about your program? I don't like asking for them. It's very (laughs) uncomfortable. I don't like that, Kate. Can't we just, let's just avoid it. Surely we can avoid it. That'll be fine. Sure, you can avoid it. But if you want to be the child care center that floats to the top um, of a Google search, Google search. Yeah, Google Google search. search. (laughs) I like the Google search. If you want to be the top of a Google search, you want those reviews and you want those fives. Um, If you're a four, you need to ask people, why did you only give me a four? If you're anything below a four, you need to really be finding out why. And you need to respond. So let's talk about first asking for the review and what do you need to ask for and how do you need to ask for it? Let's talk about reviewing and looking at reviews. And then we'll kind of kind of come back and kind of touch about, you know, kind of the other things you need to know about reviews. So on that sense, Carrie, talk to me a little bit about your experience. You talked about you don't like them. You don't like to ask for them. I love getting them. I love getting them. I don't like asking for them. Um, I mean, I've even written what are called sweeper emails. um, And I don't even send them out. Um, So once somebody has been with you for a while, sending out an automated email that says, you know, we're so happy that you're here. We love you, blah, blah, blah. Um, If you would take five minutes to write a review on insert place where you would like the review or the testimonial, um, we'd really appreciate it. Um, If you have any questions or concerns, please email me directly. (laughs) Um, So those are sweeper emails that it makes sense to send out to parents at about a month mark or six weeks after they've been with your program. Um, Do I always do it? No, because even having an automatic email makes me uncomfortable. I don't know what's wrong with the way I was brought up, but (laughs) asking somebody to say that I did a good job 
is very uncomfortable for me. So, okay, so but but do you but do you read reviews? I do read reviews. Do you um, leave and, reviews for other companies that did a good job or a bad job? Yes, absolutely. And are you I, always? I read them. I write them. I do not like asking for them. And as an author, this is a huge problem because um, on Amazon. Um, if a book doesn't have at least 10 or 15 reviews, nobody's going to buy the book. So this has bitten me in the rear end and I've gotten a little bit better about doing it as an author. Does that mean I'm great about doing it in my other life? Not necessarily. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, I think there's so... probably other people out there that are in the same boat as me who know it's important, but Asking for it just feels so uncomfortable. Okay, so let's think about this from a couple of things. If you don't ask, nobody's going to write it. So a couple of things that I have found really, really helpful, um, especially in the last 15 years, the more people have had to deal with Yelp reviews, Google reviews, um, uh, just Facebook reviews, all of those kinds of things. The more I help people understand the importance uh, the more likely they are to start to do it. So two things, whenever you have somebody who says, oh, I just love so-and-so, this is an opportunity to, for you to pull out your magic post-it note, write that name down, and then send them a canned email that just says, hey, thank you so much for complimenting you know, Susie today. She is such a wonderful teacher. Why don't you do me a favor? Will you go to insert link <laughs> and leave a review for Susie? So a lot of businesses, especially in the travel industry and in the hotel and entertainment industry, they do this and they ask you to actually tag out the person so that that person gets a little bit of a, an incentive, a little bump. Yeah. I mean, I, I think every tour guide I have had in the past five years has done that Yep. Uh, because their tour company will give them a bonus if their name is shouted out in a review. Yep. So I know that that happens. Yes. And, and, it's, and part of it is because we want to compliment the person and we want people to know that that person does a good job. It's, you know, whether or not the business does is kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and if you think about it, a lot of us are more, uh, we are really good about writing negatives. So this is an opportunity for you to write positives. So two components that I think are really, really helpful. Go to your friends and family Ask your friends and family, tell them that you need this. This is also an opportunity for a little back scratching. So if you've got parents who run businesses, have you done reviews for them? If you haven't and you've used them, go write reviews for them. So a lot of times child care centers will say they just don't have a whole lot of marketing dollars. Well, you know what? These reviews are free. Get in there. Start writing the reviews of the person who has done your plumber, who's striped your <coughs> your driveway, you know, who's who's you know sealed your driveway. All of those things you've had to have done in the last couple of years. Now is the time <coughs> to turn around and write reviews for them. Do it during your downtime. Do it during the holidays. Again, if you're not sure you want to do it, you can delegate that to staff. This is something you have other people write on behalf of your school. Have all of your staff written a review about how great they love working there. Create those raving fans out of your parents and out of your staff. Get your parents to tag specific employees. Get your employees to write why it's great to work there. And go write reviews for other people. 
And if you aren't, you know, once you start doing that, Google will start to really think, oh, this person's got some clout. <laughs> and they're going to ask you to write reviews of places that Google knows where you've been. And yes, there are days where my phone knows way too much about me. <laughs> it's like, hey, the last time you were here was January 2020. And it's like, hmm. That's weird. <laughs> I don't want but, you to know that. <laughs> but I think another thing is you can do it by classroom. You can be like in the first quarter of the year, I'm going to be talking to the parents in my after school program. And in the second quarter of the year, I'm going to be talking to people who are in the infant and toddler program. And in um, the third quarter, I'm going to be talking to um, those kids who aren't quite ready for pre-K. <laughs> so those older twos and threes. And then in the fourth quarter, I'm going to be talking to the preschool program. So that you're not asking everybody all the time, because again, the algorithms are very smart. And if they just get flooded with 50 new reviews today, and they didn't have any yesterday, and they don't have any in a week, they're going to be like, you did a campaign. These aren't real. <laughs> and so they may start hiding some of those reviews. So, and again, Another group to go after for reviews is your alumni, right? So if you don't have those four age groups I talked about before and you still want to do it once a quarter, the alumni can be your fourth group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the algorithms are smarter than people <laughs> because they will notice if there's a pattern in when the reviews happen. Some of the apps prefer that the reviews be done while the person is at the building. And some of them prefer that they be done when they're not at the building. So Yelp prefers it if they're at the school when they write the review. Google prefers if you're not at the site when you write the review. I don't know why. That's not my job. <laughs> I don't know if Facebook has a preference, but I know those two have preferences. And, you know, when parents write you nice letters, nice notes, or when they write nice notes for the parents, take a picture of that. I know we've talked about that before on the podcast is, you know, having your um, brag book basically of nice things that people have said about you. So take a picture of that nice note that a parent gave you or gave one of the staff and put it in the brag book. And then you can ask them, is it okay if I put this on the website about Miss Janice's classroom? I'm I'm expanding the the page on Miss Janice's classroom. Can I use your quote about Miss Janice on the website? You do need to ask them if you can use the quote. You used to be able to just throw them up, but now you have to get permission. So that's been a change in the law and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> So yeah, so there's lots of different ways. It's very, very important that you do this. This is not something that's going to cost you any money, but it'll be huge for your business. So we've talked about making sure that you go get them. We've talked about different strategies, different types of people to include. The next thing I want to touch on before we wrap this up is I want to make sure we touch about, you need to go read them um, and you need to respond. So again, this is an opportunity for you to have some interaction with followers and whether it's a Google, Yelp, or Facebook, those places that have those review options, you need to make sure that you respond and you tell people, thank you. If they didn't give you a five, you please do this with a direct message, a phone call or an email, find out why. <laughs> 
Yep. Ask them what, you, what also you can do. Should, you should respond on the review page mm -hmm. and say, thank you so much for your time. I'm sorry that we did not meet all of your expectations. I have reached out to you. Please let me know what we can do better in the future. So that on that Yelp page or on that Facebook page or whatever, people can see that you're proactive. Um, there was a center that was being sold um, and I was representing the person who was trying to buy a center. And I told them not to buy a center because there were two bad reviews within the past six months that nobody had responded to. And I was like, you can't undo this. Yep. You can't undo this. Um, they can go back and respond to it now. But one of them was, you know, four months ago. That shows that this is an unresponsive business and nobody looking at the Yelp page is going to know that the business changed hands unless you're changing the name. And if you're changing the name, then maybe you shouldn't have spent as much buying that business as you did. <laughs> um, so it, it matters in dollars and cents um, that Absolutely. you are checking it on an ongoing basis. And there's a thing called Google My Business, um, where you can go in and write posts kind of like blog posts and Google loves it. Um, and that's where you go to, to get the Google reviews. Um, and YouTube is also a great search engine. So you can also have the YouTube channel for your center and you can, when you're having a big, like, uh, you know, holiday event for the parents, walk around with your phone and ask them if they would do uh, a testimonial for you. And then you can put each of those different testimonials up on your YouTube channel. And that's also very helpful. Now, if you don't have a YouTube channel, don't get one right now. If you aren't managing all your other online presence. That's okay. true. So but again, depending on the most used search engine in the world. Yes. Number one is Google. Number two is YouTube. And then Bing and DuckDuckGo and all the others come in after those. Yeah. I'm not saying don't get one, but only get one if you are currently managing your Google presence and whatever primary social media you are using for your program. Yeah. Um, and again, I know a lot of programs out there have a bunch of them. Uh, think about the use of them. How are you communicate? You know, are you using it to communicate, using it to market? All of those are different things. And and again, that is its own, you know, one hour plus kind of uh, podcast. Um, and it changes and it changes constantly, but so do the age of the parents who are coming to your program. So you have to remember that um, as, as well as what do they do professionally? So we have asking for reviews, we have responding to reviews, and one last thing I'd like to just touch on that's kind of review-ish um, for you as a director, business owner, that kind of thing is, are you on LinkedIn and when's the last time you asked for a professional <laughs> review related to what you do professionally? So um, again, um, and I'm very guilty of this. I think a lot of people are that they remember to go ask for those reviews as they're transitioning companies or they're, you know, trying to, to launch something new or whatever. Um, but this is a time for you to go and, uh, you know, again, pull out your master content calendar. And if you've got, you know, you're going to ask for reviews the first week of every quarter, then at least, you know, 
twice a year, <laughs> go ask for some professional references, uh, especially if you've done a conference someplace or you have um, mentored another program. Even if all you've done is mentored the, the local the plumber or the electrician, and you've helped them by networking them with other small businesses, other childcare centers. Uh, this is also a great opportunity for you to ask them to write something nice about you and vice versa. Yeah. All right, Carrie, closing thoughts on reviews, although you don't like to ask for them. I don't like to ask for them, but they are very important to have. And I think it is something that you can, this is works within the law for you to take a screen capture of glowing reviews from Yelp or Facebook or Google and put that on your website or blow it up big and put it on a poster in your school. So just because it was an online review doesn't mean you can't use it offline in your program. Um, people say nice things about you. Look at that as often as you can, especially on days when you have a stomach flu going through your program. <laughs> or you're having staffing issues. Um, one of my favorites is I used to have a bulletin board um, uh, pre-COVID before I was doing everything by Zoom um, that was always behind me that anytime I turned around, I could just look at. And it was all the thank you cards from kids, parents, um, other people I've worked with over the course of my lifetime. And it's wonderful because now I look at some of those and I just kind of giggle because now those teenagers are now young adults or adults in professions. And um, it means a lot to me when I was getting those handwritten notes. Um, I don't get as many of those um, as I would like to get. I, I really, uh, the thank you text messages and the thank you emails just don't have the same flair. Um, and I had one young man, he was very funny. Um, he knew that his handwriting was horrible and he actually paid a penmanship company to write his thank you notes, uh, which was still beautiful. But I just, I got that and went, that is so not his handwriting. <laughs> I was like, did he have his girlfriend write that? Like, I was like, who, who did he get? And apparently there is a company that will actually write your thank you notes for you. You have to fill out the template. Basically you write them or type them and then they handwrite them, but it was beautiful. And it really, it, it, was on my bulletin board. Now that stack is a stack and, you know, someday I'll get them back up on the wall, but um, it was really, really good. So hopefully we've given you something to think about. We've always, when you, when you listen, you probably always end up with some homework. So we're hoping that you will add this to your uh, director to-do list. Um, and hopefully it's on there at least six times a year, uh, four times a year for your classrooms and actually specifically asking for positive reviews and once or twice a year for you on LinkedIn. Okay. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Childcare Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.